At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then, book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone but not just anyone alma is there to help you find the right fit visit helloalma.com therapy 30 to schedule a free consultation today that's helloalma.com therapy 30 if you're not familiar dave hollis just ran his first marathon yesterday 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 he ran his marathon and we have been runners for six years six seven years, years. Uh, More than that, nine years. I ran my marathon. uh, How, gosh, when was that? Probably five years ago. Yeah, probably five years ago. 2015 sounds right. Yeah. And we have run countless half marathons. And we get a lot of questions about running. Yes, we do. Lots, like hundreds, if not thousands of DMs about running. And so today is all about running. Running. I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 15 years. And we have four kids. That's like a thousand kids. We've been foster parents to four kids as well. And we're running a business together. That's a lot of things. It is a lot of things. But we know that it's possible to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we get through all the things, this is Rise Together. These are just all the questions we got from you guys. The most common question, the like singular most common question is how do you start? Yep. Which uh, as a person, as people, like when I was 36, I'm now 45, I had never run a single step period in my life. And this idea of starting to run didn't even like truly compute in part because I'd always been told that I shouldn't run because of my height, but how to start is a thing. I feel like how to start is with the vision of what it can be. So you're going to get into really tactical things, but you are experiencing right now, like one of the greatest things, I know I sound like a nerd, but like one of the greatest things that I think human beings can experience. You are within 24 hours of having accomplished something beyond what at one time you thought you were physically capable of. So cast the vision for our community. Like tell like what is what do you feel like right now? Are you so proud? Are you like tell tell all the things? I am so proud. There's a picture that I put up last night of me 20 feet before the finish line and there is joy radiating out of my body because the feeling of accomplishment, this sense of like I just went and did that. Thank you very much. Creates a, like a little bit of like, man, if I can do this, literally, I can do anything. Anything. And so there's like there's something there's something in accomplishing something bigger than you thought you were capable of. But there's also specifically in a world where I didn't ever think I could do something like this, even more satisfaction in like, look what I just did. And the thing is like. I found you guys there at mile 25. My energy was good. Like I was, I I felt very strong the entire time. And my pride for finishing is matched almost by the way that even though I, yep, hit walls and there were times when it was like, geez, this is hard. I I stayed very positive in a world where, you know me, I can definitely not be the most positive person on earth. I was like, I feel like a machine. Yeah. I literally feel like a cyborg sent back from the future to run on roads to lift people's spirits. <laughs> I um, So my, my pride for the marathon doesn't necessarily come from a place of, man, I didn't, you know, I did this thing. I didn't know. My pride comes from it. My marathon was not easy. Mm. It was brutal. It was 92 degrees. It was this like freakish 
temperature thing that happened in LA in February. Yeah. It was 92 degrees. At start time. At start. It was Un people were time. dropping like flies, which really messes with your brain. I was doing it by myself. I had trained by myself. Um, it was brutally hard. It was incredibly emotional for me. Um, I feel like I processed every possible emotion that day. And I, at mile 18, which is always like I've talked about mile 18 so many times, at mile 18, I did not know how I was going to get to 26. And from 18 to 26 is one of the things I'm most proud of in the entire world Yeah, because it was the definition of mind over matter. And I want you all to hear me right now that, that, that finishing that marathon wasn't about me being like, oh, I'm an athlete or like, this is who I am now, or it wasn't that. And I don't have a desire. I thought I was going to run this one with Dave. And I was like, I'm good. Like I've done this thing before, I'm going to go be the cheerleader this time. Um, I, for the rest of my life, when things are hard, emotionally or physically hard, or I don't feel like it, whatever, I, I have drawn on the strength of running from mile 18 to mile 26. So good. It, oh gosh. I still remember. So good. We were camped out at a little tent with <gasps> yep. the staff at Chic Media yep. with little water spraying bottles. Yep. And you turned the corner onto Wilshire Boulevard. And it was maybe mile 20. No, that was 18. Oh, that was 18. You guys were on the end of 18. It oh. was just my hardest mile. And I remember thinking, my kids are about to see me and I will be damned if these boys don't see a strong mom. Yeah. And I, I mean, I drew on every ounce of acting school I had ever, because I remember you guys told me that you were like, you look so strong. And I was like, I am dying. Yeah. But my babies will not see me dying. They What's, will see strength. The crazy thing is I, we had not negotiated for yesterday where you'd be with the kids. And I, in my head all along was thinking 18. That's where or I wanted so, to go, but right? we couldn't get there. And so <laughs> traffic was insane. You know, like 18 or so is what I had in my head. And then you had sent a text when you got there, like, hey, we're at 25. And it was genius. Mm -hmm. Because in part, the whole like beginning of the race, I'm like, just get to 18. Like, get to 18 strong. Make sure that you like have the energy and you're feeling great. And then when I saw the 25, I was like, I got to hold this energy till yeah. 25. Let's go, son. Yeah. So, Let's go. So one thing I want to say, if if here's another, like, how do you get started? If you want to be inspired to run a half or a full, go cheer at a half or a full. Oh, that's good. It is so good. You will be so inspired. You are watching humans overcome everything. And I sat, so we didn't take no, we had a sitter, but I took the three boys, we made posters and we, and just so you know, you think an 11 year old boy is excited to go cheer on the side of a marathon. <laughs> they were like so awkward and embarrassed. And I, I kept telling uh, our older sons, especially you have to care more about cheering on others than you care about looking silly for doing it. Absolutely. And it was such a lesson for them. So we cheered for about an hour 15 before you got to us. Yeah. And I wanted them to watch me, you know, ch clap for people and cheer people on and yell, hey, peak sunglasses, you're looking good. You know, just like whatever we could think of to inspire people. And you would see people like barely walking you saw we saw um, a man who was blind and he was running with two people who were guiding him you see you know one woman was running with her dad and she was running by she was like he's 75 he's seven she was like telling everybody 75 years old and he's running a freaking mare it will restore your faith in humanity 100 percent. and you it, I just don't know how you go watch that and you're not – and you see all – because you in your head right now, you're listening to this. You're like, oh, it's a certain kind of person. No. Nope. Everybody. Everybody is out there. I was having one of the hardest points of the race. There were, th there, there were some elevations on this course. Austin Marathon, you can keep your hills. I'm good. Thank you very much. And I got to this place where there was a hill and it was hard. And a man was – he, he ran right past me. He was probably 80 if he was a day. And his shirt said, I'm a grandpa, but not like every other grandpa. I'm a grandpa that runs fast. Oh. And, he, and it was just like his shirt was drenched. Oh. And I was like, this man is 80. Oh, and he just, it. like the breeze of him going by cooled me down. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? 
I am going to stay on this 80-year-old's tail up this hill because he can do it and so can I. I mean, I, I will say, like, I think watching a marathon is great, but also there were plenty of times where I had to stay connected to the experience at the mountain, where I had to stay connected to these people that I've come to admire who are pushing themselves to do things physically that I just previously thought were reserved for, you know, crazy humans, to remind myself that doing 26 miles, as much as it is a long distance, it's something that I knew I could survive. It's something that like, I, I don't know, like just trying to create a little bit of context for what this means it's a four and a half hour stretch of my life. So you're, was that your time, four and a half? 442. 442. Okay. okay. 442 was like a 10 minute. Mine was like 525. Yeah, it was a 10 minute, 45 second mile, which for me, like it felt great. But I, I kept saying over and over, these four and a half hours are going to pass either, either way. way. Yes. Either way, these yes, four and a half sir. hours are going to pass. And the pain that starts to like show up in your hamstring or in your quad that pain is going to go away. Mm -hmm. the The time is going to go by anyway. The pain is going to come and go. The I am going to finish. The pride lasts forever. The pride lasts forever. And I mean, I would say too, like, yep, go to a go to a race and cheer people on so that you can normalize who's running because it's just like you say, every kind of person. But also, I had to stay connected to why was I doing this? And I was like, I, in part, I was doing it because I want to make you proud. Mm -hmm. I want to like model for my kids this thing. Like, hey. I'm 45 years old and I am strong as an ox right mm -hmm. now. I will go out and run 26 miles because I want to show you that just because I didn't run when I was 25 doesn't mean I can't run at 45 and I want you to believe that too. But honestly, like in the last couple of years, I've been enjoying so much pushing myself into places where I am growing from them and this was another step in that thing. I had to stay connected to what's it going to mean for me to wake up today, wake up tomorrow, knowing I set a goal for myself. I achieved that goal. I mean, like, I am proud of it. I'll, I'll stop. I'll, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, when will I stop talking about this? I don't know that I'll ever stop yeah. talking about having successfully run a marathon. Yeah. Which is rad. How many the, things in your life can you say that about? Um, the You're in much better shape than I was when I ran mine. Uh, just because you – I know you're in pain right now, but I don't know if I could even have walked the day after I ran mine. <laughs> so congratulations well, for, that. for that. thank you And you ran it fast. You I, ran it fast. Here's the thing. I ran it fast. In the but beginning. I, but I also... I, did, here, <laughs> I was so, watching. I was tracking you. I was like, uh-oh, slow the, down. The funny thing is you sent me the text that says, you're running fast. And you put like a little smoke emoji. I and I was like, look at her trying to tell me to slow down without I saying slow down. I, I don't was know. Nervous. I dig that about you. But I went into it actually thinking, I'm going to see how fast I can go for as long as I can go. Which I know is not the <laughs> way that any. Guess what? I know that <laughs> nobody lived, approaches it lived. that way. But when I realized early on, like everyone said, like, "Hey, go drive the course. You need to oh, know." Really? Yeah, I mean, like David definitely was telling me, like, oh. "Go, go drive the course." We've I ran never this done with a friend, before. David, and and I said, like, "Okay, uh, I will, but uh, I got to drive downtown to do it. Forget it, I won't." And so I did not. And if I had, I'll be honest. I would have yet been exposed to how the elevation changed on the course, and it probably would have gotten my head. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. So I had no concept. You start out, you go up a hill, and then it's downhill for like four miles. Oh, and so oh, for those four miles, I was hauling. like, I am going to like the four and a half hours is going to pass anyway. I am going to make these first four miles go as quick as possible. So I ran like under nine minute miles, or just around nine minute miles That's for the honest. first four minutes. Or four miles. And then once I hit the hill, I, you know, like I was still running, but I was at least like at that point further along. But I didn't, I don't know. I mean, every, I think everyone has to choose how they're going to run their own race. People ask the question here, like, did you intentionally try to conserve so that you'd have energy towards the end? And I'd say conventionally, that's probably the way that most yeah, people do you it. You want to set a pace. Right. I, I decided to push a little harder based on the elevation of the course. So when it was downhill, I ran faster. When it was flat, I ran a little bit faster. When it was uphill, I ran a little slower. I always think, well, I don't know what's coming, so I'm going to conserve. <laughs> You're like, just sprint until your heart bursts. <laughs> Let's just, we'll just see what happens. Yeah. I, the, the thing I want you to hear, though, because Dave running his first marathon in four and a half hours uh, is incredible. 
So he read four and a half. I did 525. We ran the exact same distance. Yeah. I promise you that he doesn't get to hold on to any more pride than I do for how long it took me. And I just want y'all to hear that because I think so often when people consider running, you immediately start comparing yourself to people that you know or that you see on the internet who are runners. And the beauty, please listen to me, the beauty in running is that it's you versus you. Oh, yeah. There is no competition. There is nobody else. It's just you and what you are willing to fight for to prove to yourself that you're capable. Yeah. I was surprised. I, I, the hardest mile for me was like mile seven or eight, which, man, I've run so many distances longer than that in the training leading up to this that it shouldn't have been. But at that point, there were still so many more miles to yeah. go that when my legs started to actually feel a little bit of the elevation, I was like, wait a second. Like that was when my mind started asking the question that you cannot entertain while you're running. Am I going to finish? And I was just like, I am going to finish. Get out of my head. Mm-hmm. I am 100% positive that I'm going to finish. And I had to find a way to connect to something other than the thinking about how much distance was left. Mm-hmm. I mean... I changed the music. I took my earbuds out. I started paying attention to the strangers on the side of the road that were handing, you know, holding up signs. The the culture on the road is amazing. Like just like people generally cheering for yep. you know, strangers. Man, that was awesome. Uh, so we got a lot of questions. Y'all sent Dave about 10,000 DMs. I'm in. Uh, we're going to go through and answer these. Let's try and answer these kind of concisely because yep. otherwise this would be a 10-hour podcast. Um how do you start running? Can I start if I can't even run a mile today? Quick answer. Yes. 100%. Of course. We really believe in you You challenge yourself to run half a mile, and then a couple days later, you challenge yourself to run three quarters of a mile. Then you challenge yourself to run a mile, and you just keep adding. But there are so many things on the internet that will tell you exactly how to train, like couch to 5K, couch to half marathon. There are probably running groups in your town who you can train with. Like the answers are out there. You just need to go search for them. Somebody asked how long does it take to train for a marathon? People will tell you 20 to 24 months, some, 24 months, 20 to 24 weeks. Oh, I was like, what? Not 24 <laughs> months. Years. So somewhere in like the four to six month kind of range. And you're just building up over time. So if you right now can't run a single mile, okay, start by running, like Rachel says, a shorter amount of to- a distance. And then just you're building up distance over time and you're building up pace over time. It's, um, it's that easy. If you are looking for something to run or challenge yourself, we are doing our first ever rise run. We're doing a half marathon. We're doing a 5K and a half marathon. Uh here in Texas yes, we are. in December. So if you're listening to this in February, you have plenty of time to train and we're going to have all sorts of um, fun training schedules and all that. It's coming at you next month. Yep. Uh, so um, how do you get back into running if you used to run and stopped? Is that a real question? It is a real question. It was a, it was asked by a lot of people. And the thing is, I think people don't like to hear the answer. You just get you just back on the run. road. You yeah. know, what are you looking for? You're looking for a loophole and there is no loophole. Yeah. You... You know how to, in the same way that we just told the people who have never run before, you've got to start small and add on. It's almost like by asking this question, you're hoping that because you ran before that there's an easier way. And the reality is it's always going to be hard. Yeah. The only way to get back into shape is to get back into shape. And by the way, like as you're, you know, really truly approaching a run, What's going to make a difference is consistency in running. I mean, like we were running three times a week Mm -hmm. for the most part during the entirety of training where it was like shorter run, shorter run, longer run. Mm -hmm. One run was about setting a pace. One one, One run was about a little more speed. And then the last run was about distance. And you just keep ratcheting those things up Mm -hmm. over the course of time. Can you run if you're carrying more weight than you'd like to right now? So I always suggest that you talk to your doctor because running is a very high impact sport. And you just want to make sure that you're approaching everything in the healthiest way possible. Maybe for you, you start out with swimming and then you kind of build up the endurance in a way that won't be so hard on your joints just to start out. But check with your doctor first. Um, and we always believe you, you know, you crawl before you walk, you walk before you run, uh, be graceful with yourself. Uh, I mentioned how long does it take to train for a marathon, but somebody asked, when did you decide to do the Austin Marathon? And we made this decision 
while we were in the midst of returning right. from the mountain, right. right? So like we did this thing that was harder than we'd ever done before. And our question was, what's next? And so, you know, I've, a challenge to any of you listeners is if you push yourself from couch to 5K, I'd encourage you to, as soon as you feel- In the afterglow Right, you of feel the accomplishment race. of, oh you my pick goodness. pick your next race. Pick your next yep. race. Pick your next race. When you are high off an experience, just like I'm going to a conference- we, you know, like when you go to a business conference or something, you are high from the experience. That is when you should lock the date in your calendar for the next thing you're going to do, even if it's six, nine months, a year away, because you want while you're in that state to make the decision, not wait until you've kind of lost the momentum. And now you're like, well, should I? No. While you're in the state of like, this is who I am. Then you choose the next thing. That's why I am training for a half Ironman. Yeah, Thank we're you starting Ironman officially. Um, how do you deal with sore muscles after the run, stretching before and after, foam rolling, salt bath? Yes, all, all of, of it. it. Every single part of it. Do all the things. People always ask questions about like, what about my shin splints? Or what about my knees? Or what about my... And I want to be clear, right? Like the workouts for us... Like three runs per week, but there were four sessions per of week strength training of and strength stretching. training and mm -hmm. stretching that were happening inside the garage gym. So uh, this decision to like actively be in perpetual stretching mode and doing like actual muscle work on legs was about deterring the possibility yeah. of getting hurt. Training for any kind of race is as much about the stretch as it is about the run. If you're ha if you're getting shin splints, if you're getting pain in your joints like nine times out of 10, it is that you are not stretching correctly or for the right length of time. So again, just do your research, get in a club, get in a group, learn how to do it. Because when I was, when I trained for my marathon, like things were so much more painful than they are today for two reasons. One, I now understand how essential it is to stretch and do a foam roller, even though it hurts, all that stuff. And two, I also know more about food. So I understand more about the foods that inflame my body and yeah. make me make things more painful. And I'm not consuming those foods, which just gives me so much more strength to do the run. One of the things with shin splints, I will say, because I was a person that got shin splints at the beginning, if you Google shin splints, it'll tell you when you first start doing it, though, that's a reflection of your body saying, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. And the thing that happened over time with stretching and foam rolling and everything else is that your body gets acclimated to mm -hmm. this thing that's happening to it and those shin splints go away. I think a lot of times people encounter a shin splint and they're like, well, not for me, can't do it. See, I get shin splints or it hurts my this or that. But sometimes it just takes a little bit of pushing through and the stretching and the rolling and everything else. Uh, the question is treadmill versus outdoor runs to prep. You got to run outdoors. Uh, yeah, for sure. So f two reasons. One, a treadmill is actually helping you run. Like it's actually pulling against you so that you're, you're, you're covering more ground than you actually should. Like it's assisting you in the run. So it's not a true calculation of like, oh, I just ran three miles on a treadmill is not the same as running three miles outdoor. Your elevation's not changing. You're not in – like you have to run outside. Also, when you're getting to some of the higher mileage, whether you're – whatever you're training for, whether it's like, oh, I'm going to run 11 miles or I'm going to run 18 or 20 – you do not want to do that on a treadmill. Oh, it's so if hard. If you can run that long on a treadmill, I feel like you might be a sociopath. I think, too, just like for your, your cadence, like the steps that you're taking, there's something about the uneven nature of just the road that helps you appreciate what you'll need to stretch and how you'll need to prepare for the actual run in a way that a treadmill doesn't necessarily do you justice. Uh, what shoes do you buy? So we both have different shoes. My best advice is go to a running store not a sports store not go to a store that specializes in running because everybody who works at a running store is a runner yep. they're like grizzled old hippies who've been running for years and they're going to help you find the exact right thing because Dave and I are two totally different heights and we have different body shapes all of it we wear completely different shoes so i wear adidas boots and you wear Nike something. Nike Zoom. Nike Zoom. Um, my only advice when buying running shoes is that you want to buy a half size bigger than your actual shoe size so that you don't lose your toenails. I lost my toenails anyway, but that's okay. Did you cut them? I did cut them. But I, the thing is I have like a wonky longer than should be maybe normal toe, toe. next to my – not, right. not the big toe, but the one next to it. It's bizarrely longer. Boys don't care. I'll tell you right now, I've never lost a toenail. 
I, I, you know, girls care about a pedicure a lot more than you do. So there's all sorts of information on the internet. You want to make sure your toenails are always clipped and you want to do a half size bigger. Make sure your socks have room in them. I have never lost a toenail. I'll tell you what. Knock wood. I don't miss. Maybe when Iron Man. (laughs) I don't miss the two toenails that I lost. And I saw two different signs on the marathon that reminded me that all toenails go to heaven. So. (laughs) Okay. Morning of, people are asking, what does the chafe where does the chafing go? Where does where does the chafing go? You mean the gel or like people want to know where do you chafe? Like, no, no, no. Like the thing, oh, the yeah. glide, okay, the, the body Okay, so we thing. have, there's all sorts of different things you can use. We have, it looks like deodorant, but it is, it's like anti-chafing gel. Yeah. And depending on your body, that's going to go in different places. Um, depending on the kind of shorts I'm wearing, I will, like if I'm wearing sort of the Nike, like flowy running shorts, then I'm going to need to put that chafing, anti-chafe in between my thighs, right? Because otherwise they're going to hurt after 20 miles. Um, if I, but you can also, I could wear sort of like biker style shorts and then I wouldn't need it. I put it under my arms. So, um, what would this be called? That's your armpit. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, your tricep. Tricep, where my arm would rub against my body. So I put it there. Um, I will put it, um, sometimes my shorts will rub kind of in my lower back. Uh, Just basically any part of your body that will chafe. And you're going to know that that body part chafes because you're going to go on a run one time. And all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh. That hurts. That hurts. Do you put it in your butt cheeks? I put it. I mean, like, I am a generous chafing person in my butt cheeks, yep. uh, around the, just anything and everywhere. The boy parts? The boy parts. Okay. That's oh, yeah. why we have our own chafing That's why we have things, our own chafing so things because, yeah, no, mine is up in my bits. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, it's that's the part it's that the chafes. true. You're right. This when time, we went, when we climbed the mountain, you guys probably heard us, like, dying laughing about this our poor butt cheeks on that mountain oh my gosh we're just rubbed raw because we didn't think it through yeah i also this time got chafing stuff for your feet Ooh, did that help uh it, i didn't get a blister well, good. so i rubbed it on my feet and then put my socks on and oh, it was just smart. like it's like a dry base it felt it felt a little like it felt moist-ish, even though there wasn't moisture there. But I just knew it was there. Maybe it was mind over matter. Doesn't matter. I used it. Yeah. So put don't, it wherever yeah, you. Yeah. Put, just wherever, put it wherever you need. Whatever, wherever, wherever you need. need. Yeah. Well, what did you have for breakfast? So when you're training, you learn like the ideal breakfast for you to have. And I, and basically, I think we both have probably tested different things over time. I my like perfect pre long run is a piece of wheat bread with some almond butter and some jam. It's a basic, not a PB&J because it's almond butter, but um, that is the exact combination. I've tried different things, and that one sort of sustains me well. What's your pre-run breakfast? Yeah, I had three cuties and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Before you ran? Before I ran. Do you usually do citrus before a run? I, I do citrus you and don't. bananas. That's why your stomach hurt. Nah. No, do you do it on the run, but have you ever done citrus before a run? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And your stomach doesn't hurt you? No, my stomach hurt me at the end of this run because of how much electrolytes I had. I feel pretty confident about it. I I wouldn't recommend anything acidic before a long run. That's my professional opinion. Fair. Dave is suggesting something else. Here's here. I I agree though with what you're saying. Like my what I have. Like I also had my pre workout, which is like Mm -hmm. a BCAA mix, vitamin C. Some like just like some electrolytes beforehand. I had some Gatorade before I ran. Like I. I got to this place where this is the thing that I thought I would have for breakfast because of so many training runs before that where I just kept tinkering with yeah, it. Yeah, and and the the thing is, even though Dave tried to go rogue and be crazy, um, whatever you establish in your training routine, I cannot emphasize this enough, is exactly what you have to do on race day. Yeah. Whether you're running a 5K half, it doesn't matter what distance, do not change anything on race day. Nothing. I, I almost changed my shoes. Oh, and you, I could have murdered don't you. Murder he me. had these shoes show up to the house, and I'm like, what are those? He's like, my shoes for the marathon. I'm like, you're about to try and run 26 miles in shoes you haven't even broken in? What in the world? I'm not the smartest person You can't person change sometimes. anything. Like it, you're, it's like you're running. I like when you see like a, a real runner 
we don't roll out to the race in like a cute new outfit. Yeah. Runners run in what the, in what they've been running in. You can't change anything because it's such a physical test to your body. You don't want any new variables in the mix. By the way, there was a moment in the morning where I was trying to figure out like what I was going to wear. And then about three miles in, you realize that any care you gave to what you looked like in the mirror what, oh. before you left is completely you gone. You have to run in whatever is making you comfortable that is avoiding yep. chafing and blistering. It don't matter because nobody's paying attention no. and you can't care about it. That's always what, it always freaks me out. We started most of our races um, doing Disney halves, which guys, oh. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I mean, the Hollis Co. hasn't put on a run yet, so we'll see, but there isn't a greater run in the US than a Disney Totally race. agree. We love it so much. But I'm always freaked out by the people who show up to their first ever race at a Disney race in costume. Nope. God. Hashtag I, no. No. Yeah. No. You don't make it harder on yourself. Unless you've been training consistently yeah. as Tinkerbell. Great. You cannot show up. But you know to they run haven't. They Tinkerbell. show up in a perfect brand new costume. It's like, oh girl, Tinkerbell's You're we're about gonna to have to clap blister. her back to life. Yeah. What emotions should you expect for race day? Is it hard to go to sleep the night before for nerves? It, it's been hard yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. I was so excited. What's weird is I'd done my last training race was 22 miles. And so truly getting to 26 as much as, yep, that's a lot more miles, relatively speaking, I knew I could do it. Like I got to the starting line knowing for sure 100% that I could finish this race and yet Man, I worked myself up into a lather about like, you know, like all of what I needed to prep and all that. And so I needed to take an Advil PM to be able to fall asleep. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't I was I was jazzed. I was excited. Uh so that's a, a good tip if you all have never run before. When you're training, you don't ever run the full amount of your race before race day. Yeah. Uh, so you like with a half, you get to like eleven miles, and with a full, you get to like twenty-two. Because the adrenaline of race day will carry you over the end of it. But there's something to me, I think, really important psychologically about on race day, you haven't done the thing yet, which feels like scary and like, oh, my gosh. Um, so that's why he only got to 22. Yeah, you'll be you'll be nervous and excited and all the feelings. And I you'll will. be worried your alarm's not going to go off and you're going to set 17 alarms. And um, it's just all part of it. I, I will say, though, like to the Disney run, you know, comment – if you are nervous going into the run, you need to like channel excitement. Excitement. Because like you are there to finish the race. You're there to have fun. And so like if you have to find an environment that's going to help prime you for fun, great. But otherwise, like you just have to look at it as, man, I'm going to go out. I'm going to get a medal. I, I'm going to be in this community and it's going to be fun. And I think going into the race of like Goonies never say die. Like – Come hell or high water, yeah, I'm getting over that finish line. Yep. Like I, I already have this on. I'm not worried about Iron Man. I'm sure I'm going to be like crapping my pants the day of. I'm not worried about it. I'll die on that course. <laughs> I'll die. <laughs> I won't quit. I won't quit. And that kind of confidence. Here's the thing. It, it's like it's not that people are afraid of like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to finish. I feel like people are afraid of like how they might have to finish. Like, oh, what if I have to walk? What if I have to crawl? Like, this is nobody's race but yours. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter how you get there. Being at mile 25 yesterday was so powerful because people were struggling, struggling. And I just, every person who walked by me, I was like, you walk it. Walk the next mile. Walk it. But put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. There was this, oh, God, this guy got like a leg cramp, like a brutal leg oh, cramp. I saw him. Oh. I passed him. Oh, my gosh. Brutal leg cramp. And he like careened into me and my kids. And we like had to jump out of his way. because he was like, and he started to sit down. And I literally screamed at him, don't sit down. Don't you sit you down. Sit down. I was like, you can walk the rest of this race. But if you sit down right now, your body will seize and you will not finish. Yeah. And he was like, I can run it. I can run I'm like, you do whatever you have to do, but do not stop moving. Can't stop. It like crawl if you have to, yeah. but don't give up. And if you go into it like, I won't give up. Oh man, we were right by a water station yesterday and people kept like quitting. 
at that water station. At 25? They kept having to be taken away on like the stretcher car. Oh, that is heartbreaking. I felt so devastated for them. I was like, you were at mile 25. And I know that you don't feel like you can. But you, this is this at this point is all your head and what you tell yourself. And I felt so sad for the people because it's like, will you even try again? You know, if you got to mile 25 of a marathon, will you even try again? Well, you've experienced all of the pain. Yes. (laughs) You've experienced all of it. So now people are asking about the marathon itself. And I want to, this is a very practical question. How do you handle the bathroom on the course? So any race worth its salt, and you should double check this with the race that you sign up for, should have a bathroom, should have bathrooms throughout the course. Um, I have run a half marathon before where there were not many bathrooms. And so I can confidently tell you that our half marathon will have bathrooms every mile. Bless. Because I am so, I've pushed three babies out of this body. I need bathrooms at the ready. And pee is not the only problem that you run into on a course. What? Yeah. So if, if don't worry about bathrooms. Everybody who's running this race is going to be having the same kind of problems that you're having. Just make sure that whatever race you sign up for, they, you know that they'll be there. I also, this is not sexy, but I want to be super real with you guys. I, when I ran my marathon, I was on my period. I can't even imagine. Such a bummer. I mean, like generally Be- yeah. speaking, but also while you're running a marathon. This was before I understood about menstrual cups. If guys are listening to this, just deal for a second. This is before I understood menstrual cups, which is exactly what I would do now. But at the time, I only knew about tampons. So I just had to put tampons in my um, my little fanny pack. And I just, you know, stopped a couple times and changed it and kept on going. And I was at the place. I don't know if you've ever seen those pictures of women who like their period starts while they're running. Uh. And they're just like... Guess I'm running with my period because yep. that would have been me. So, um, yeah, so that the, that's the just there's all sorts of advice and ideas. Um, One tip I would give, I mean, crazy enough, I said this to Rachel yesterday. I had to go to the bathroom about two miles in and then just kept running and never stopped. So, I, like, you know, you can go further than you think. But the pee also, absorbed back the pee into absorbed your body. back in my body. <laughs> but if you end up, you know, you get out on the course and you have to go to the bathroom, if you can make it past the first bathroom, you will not have to wait in line as long. Because That's the a good first point. Good bathroom, tip. oh my goodness, good there's so many people. Good like our, the, the marathon yesterday, there were 16,000 people yeah. running and a thousand of them stopped to go to the bathroom yeah. at the first bathroom yeah. stop. Good tip. Um, was your mind clear or was it struggling to keep focus? It, it flips back and forth. It's You're running for like five hours. Yeah, I actually had to detach myself from the experience of the run at about 18 miles because I, it was like really daunting to still have as many more miles to go. And so I just like truly tried to like transcend me even being on the planet, let alone on the course. But sometimes I I was super, super connected to it. Like I say, like I took my earbuds out, my earbuds out a couple of times just so that I could hear the crowd. I had a couple of times where people were running next to me and I would say hello to like connect for a second. And the fact that, oh, this mom of three is running next to me and she's crushing. I can crush if she can crush. Like it was just, I don't know. But then there were other times where I put my music in and I was just about like hitting the beats of my music. Uh, someone said, how was the temp? Can we expect, uh, what can we expect for the rise run in December in Texas? The temp yesterday was perfect. I mean, the start time temp was 52 degrees. I'd love to be able to predict, like I'm a human almanac, <laughs> that that's the temperature that you can expect in Texas. But We picked I, December we picked so December. that it would be cold. Yeah, the idea of it like running in the cold may be a thing that you're like, ooh, I don't know that I'd want to do that. You definitely want to do that. Want that instead of heat, Yeah, you for definitely sure. want to do that. Is there a right way to breathe? In and out. In through the nose, out through the mouth. <laughs> I mean, honestly, in through the nose, out through the mouth is the way that I have always only ever run. But, you know. I do that when I'm trying to slow my heart rate down. Otherwise, I just get it in and get it out. You're not really thinking about how to run. Mm-mm. Huh. The only thing that I'm really conscious of when I run now is making sure that I keep rolling my shoulders back and dropping them down because I tend to kind of hunch when I run and my shoulders keep creeping close to my ears. And I was experiencing a lot of tension and pain in my in my traps and my yeah. shoulders. And our trainer was like, hey, I think if you try and do this, you're going to not have this problem. And he was right. Yeah. So that's what I do. Uh, let's see. What is your playlist? 
When you're running that long, everything's your playlist. Anything. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I went from like tempo run, like it, the night before the run, I looked up what I wanted to try and finish the race in, four hours and 30 minutes. It told me the best beats per minute songs for four hour and 30 minutes. Really? Oh, yeah. And I made a playlist in Spotify of that. Did you um, have a uh, – I forgot to tell you this. Did you have a finish the race song? Because I had a finish the race song. I didn't. I took my oh, earbuds out at the end of the race. It. I wanted to hear the crowd. I timed it, don't laugh, so that I could finish my race to The Climb by Miley Cyrus. The thing is, you could have asked me what you finished to. I would have told you There's it was The Climb. There's no better – option it's the climb yes i can almost see it that dream i'm dreaming oh i could cry right now just remembering that it's amazing i got to like the very end and like oh look at me i'm crying like it's It's so so precious in my memory so i would recommend if you're if you are gonna run your first race that you have a finish the race song like that when you're really close you like put on that song not that this is about running but isn't it strange that the next album for miley was her coming in like a wrecking ball you think they're they're well i don't know her uh, career enough to know that that was the next one i I don't have a discology in front of me you just almanac discology did you just make up a word? I did. Uh, did you carry your phone the whole time? Yeah. That's I did. what we listen to music on. I did. I, I like to, like for me, like being able to do stories and like being able to like go from one playlist to the next was important. Like there are these things you can put on your arms if you don't want to have to carry it. But I did. Um, the fav- your favorite sign that you saw when you were running? Uh, I mean, the best signs were the ones that you and the kids made. So I do appreciate that. But... Uh, the Astros are caught up in a scandal for having stolen signs. And so I love that a woman was holding a sign that said, the Astros stole my other sign, which that is I'm such here for. inside baseball joke. I know. Uh, but then I also, I took a picture of a guy standing in a Grim Reaper outfit that had a sign that said, this hill is a killer. And he was right. <laughs> Mile 12, son of a gun. Uh, did you ever walk or did you keep running the entire time? I walked up a couple of of the steepest inclines because my pace, my I have very long legs, so like I could go about as fast walking, and it was a chance for me to stretch out a little bit. When pain came, how did you know that you could keep going without injuring yourself? I mean, the only way truly for me, for me, it's like having run twenty two miles two weeks before, and then twenty miles the week before that. Pain came then, and my. Like knowing that I could not just like push through it, but also that the next day I'd be recovering from it, changed the way that my mind processed the fact that it existed. I was in pain for more than an hour, for sure. I mean, like I was in pain for a long time. But it's like a, it's like a, I don't know how to say it, kind of like a throbbing, consistent pain. It's not a stabbing W over pain. If you're in a stabbing W over pain, yeah, you need to seek medical attention. For sure. But this is just like... Extreme discomfort. Yeah. Aside from distance, what's the biggest difference between a half and a full marathon? Oh, man. I mean, like, just the, the like, threshold at, like, 18 or 20 miles, the, the, the like, mind over matterness that, like, is required to be able to keep going for that long a period of time, once your body starts to really hurt, that's the difference, you know? I mean, I... I've, I've run so many half marathons in the preparation for this. I went back and looked. I was talking to my buddy Nathan the other day. I ran 19 half marathons since the, since the wow. mountain, which is amazing, like, like either a half marathon or more. Just in our neighborhood. In our neighborhood. Means, yeah. Just in our neighborhood. And there's something about hitting like 18 to 20 miles that all of a sudden your body's like, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure you want to do this? So just like – the mental fortitude or this decision, like, I am not going to stop. Even though it's hard, I can do hard things. That's the difference. One of the things that I loved about L.A. has this, and I think New York has this. I, I think some of the bigger cities do. Austin, you kind of run in a big circle. You start and finish at the same place. Yeah. The thing that I loved about L.A. is that in L.A., and if you have ever been to L.A. or, or live there, you'll understand what this means. You start at Dodger Stadium and you run to the Santa Monica Pier. And it's hard for people to conceptualize what 26 miles is, but having lived in L.A. for so many years, if you say, I physically ran from Dodger Stadium to Santa Monica Pier, that's astounding. It's astounding. And New York does a really cool thing because you start in like Staten Island and then you run into the city over the bridge. Like if you can choose a city where you're running, where you 
I think there's something very powerful about running a city that you've lived in for a long time. But when you can very easily go like, oh my gosh, this distance. There's something so powerful about that. I will say, like having run in this circle, there were a few points in the run yesterday where I looked up and I said, I have zero concept where I am, like <laughs> none. I, yes, I'm a like newer transplant to Austin, but I agree, man, like running LA yeah. or running New York, New York, where like I have you know some general sense mm-hmm. of the city would have been so powerful to like feel your progress. Like yeah. at a certain point I was like, this is, am I stuck in the same neighborhood? Yeah. I actually had this one crazy mile where it was mile 22. I had just done a story like celebrating the fact that I had run further than I'd ever run before because I'd never ever trained past 22. And then my mind started playing tricks on me that the sign that I saw last on the course was 21. And so for like a quarter mile, I was like, am I off by a mile? Do I really have more mile to run? Like, Start just, hallucinating. Just know that hallucinations are a possibility it's a it's after a 22 real miles. Thing. Oh. So good. Um, Y'all had a lot of questions about fuel and like, how do you know what to eat? And how do you know what to take with you? It's the same as your breakfast before. You train with different things over time. You try different stuff. We try po- protein powders or goo packs or je- like you just sort of figure out what works for you. If there was a mistake that I made oh, in yesterday's David. race, yes. I made I made one. And that is, as I was going, I've only ever trained taking the like goo like liquid stuff Mm -hmm. that helps you every 45 minutes or so have the consistent energy to keep going and i got to a station and they were passing out these gummies and i was like gummies sound delicious they have energy inside of them Mm -mm. i like an energy gummy and it messed with my stomach because i introduced something that was new right you can't Um, but someone asked like when do you start fueling i start at the very beginning of the race. Like the first station that I came to was in the first mile. I had uh, like a, I, I had water or some electrolytes at that very first thing. And I had water, water or electrolytes every single mile. And then it was every 45 minutes or so that I had something that would help actually like give me some calories. Some calories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so one question here, it's just, advice because y'all are asking how do you carry enough water when you're doing a formal race like this uh there should be water for you every mile Uh, this is another thing because people said like oh for hollis yes so we have bathrooms and water every mile but there's also something that runners called handhelds which is uh you might have seen people have these like it's like a water bottle that you strap to your hand and literally you can just like run holding your water bottle i don't like that because i don't really like the constriction of having those those gummies are still in your stomach. Still, um, I don't like the constriction of holding something that big while I run. So when I'm in a race, I like it because just every you know mile you're going to come across a water station, and like Dave said, so they usually have Gatorade and water, and you just kind of go back and forth. You don't drink too much water. That's a good piece of advice. You want kind of enough, like one swallow to kind of oh, keep yeah. yourself hydrated. I mean, like there's you don't someone like, too much. yeah, handout has a small paper cup and it's like halfway full. So you're just getting enough. Mm-hmm. But the thing that will keep you, like you could have all the mind over matter. The only thing that could potentially get in your way from actually getting to the end of 26 is not having enough fuel or not having enough hydration. Yep. Period. Period. Uh, last and final question, Dave Hollis. Yes. Will you do another marathon? I will. You think so? Day after, as I feel sore, I I do. Yeah. Which one? I want to do a city destination. I want to do Boston. I want to do New York. I want to do LA. I want to do something where I can run through uh, a city. I mean, here's the thing. I Because I'd had the experience of enjoying that sub two-hour half marathon, I know what my goal is. I want to run a a four-hour marathon. And that's like a nine-minute pace for 26 miles. That's awesome. I have to do some training between now and then. But it's a goal. That's awesome. It's out there. At one point in my life, I'm going to run a three-hour, 59-minute, (laughs) 52-second full marathon. And I'm here, I'm here for it. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever no- run another one. Yeah. How my brain tends to work is once I've accomplished something, I'm like, what's next? Yeah. So I actually, as insane as this will sound to other people, I am more excited about training for a half Ironman, which is way harder than a full marathon, than I am to do it. Because I'm like, I did that thing. Yeah. I've already accomplished it, and I want to 
do the next. It was funny. I signed up to run this marathon with Dave. And then in the midst of training, and this training was coming while I had a book due and was getting ready for the show and rises, like all of these things. And I was on a long run one day. And Dave had said something like a month before, which was so powerful. He's like, I realized the reason I'm so excited for this one, but I had given up on other ones is because this one is my marathon. And I was on this long run and I thought, oh, this isn't my marathon. This is Dave's. And I'm not, I am not excited about this and I'm not enjoying this process. It's just becoming one more thing for me to achieve. And as an achiever, I have to check that in myself, especially because running for me is like my therapy. It's a gift from God. I'm so grateful yeah. to be able to have this practice. It is it is a spiritual practice for me, my runs are. And I don't want that to ever be something I feel like I'm forcing myself to do. So I was like, you know what? This is not my marathon. And when I decided not to do it, our trainer, who is so – he's a huge marathon triathlete, and he was just like – I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't tell you to reconsider. He's like, it's not always going to be exciting. And it's not always going to be something new and fresh. And I so appreciated that perspective. And I was like, no, but it is. Like, if I continue to challenge myself outside of what I'm capable of, which Ironman for me, I have never swam in a, a length. Like, I know how to swim without dying, but I've never swam. I don't, I'm not ride a bike this feels impossible, and I want to keep challenging myself to do things that feel impossible for yeah. me. So I don't know. I was wondering. I was wondering yesterday, like, oh, would I want to do this again? It's so funny because I saw this question yesterday, and I was like, I feel like I just gave birth, and you're asking yes. when we're adding a sister. Yes. You know, I'm like, no. But uh, I the 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 feeling that I have right now for having accomplished this is rad. But I also know the therapeutic spiritual practice that running has been for me. I'm I'm not going to run, you know, in the next three days, but <laughs> I probably will next weekend. Yeah. Well, I guess we're, we're, we're going to go on a little birthday adventure yeah. next weekend. But the weekend after, I will be – I'll be back out running, and I'm going to go on a long run. I, like I already know, the next run that I do, I'm going to do a half marathon just to like yeah. show myself that, yep. Still got it. Still got it, brother. And I am going to start working on pace because this is a thing that I want to have happen for me. And we got to train for this Ironman anyway. I might as well work on getting faster and faster so that whenever the next marathon shows up, I'm ready to do it. But Congratulations. Honey. This is a big deal. I really appreciate you. I appreciate your support. It was awesome to have you there, but also all the wonderful little things that you said about your pride for me. I'm still driven by that, too. I appreciate you.